Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome into another episode of Believe in Kentucky, Believe Podcast Network, number one content network for professionals. My name is Vinny Hardy. Got another fun episode. Hope y'all definitely enjoy it. Just going to kind of recap uh, some things that had taken place from our previous episode, of course. And it seems like the last episode was forever ago, but it was you know, just a few days ago. We're talking with Todd Lanter. And it was a couple of days before the Derby. It's actually the Thursday before the Kentucky Derby. And, you know, Todd was going. He was talking about how the guys at La Terrain were going to have his watch looking right to go with his suit. And I'm sure, just like Todd, all you guys had Rich Strike coming from way behind to outperform everybody en route to winning the run for the Roses. It was an unbelievable race. If you haven't seen the overhead view from NBC, go and check that out. Just the maneuvering and the weaving and the cutting and the agility, getting through the traffic, uh, making proper, quick moves at just the right time. I said the other day that you know some of those cuts and lane changes uh, create some road rage incidents on the interstate. What Rick Strike was doing out there working its way through the traffic of the Derby. But it was such a fun race. Um, I'm not a horse expert. I'm casual. I just watch the Derby and, you know, the big races. Um, but I always tune in and excitedly watch the Derby. Hate hearing that Rick Strike is not going to go to the Preakness. Um, I don't know if that was pre-planned or if it, Unless there's some real injury, but you know, maybe you just planned on running the Derby initially. Did you plan on winning the Derby? You, know, you, you hope you win. Didn't even know you're going to be in the Derby until the Friday before. If you get in and you win, okay, well, let's change those plans and go on and go run for the Preakness. What do you got to lose? As long as the horse is healthy. That's my take. Like I said, I'm not... Um, big huge follower of horse racing but if you win the derby go on and try to you know take a shot can't hurt anything that's just my thoughts but congratulations to rich strike uh, for a great race it was a, a lot of fun seeing the rally and the closing speed and taking down all the favorites when everybody was looking ahead at the front oh epicenter what's going on here oh here comes rich strike so a lot of fun stuff with that Flashing back also to last week because, you know, at the same time the Derby was happening, Kentucky baseball was rising up as they've done all season when they play top-ranked opponents and and handling business against top-ranked baseball teams. Tennessee came into Lexington number one in the country, hadn't lost a series all season. They came into Kentucky Proud Park 41-4, and and they limped out at 42 and six, losing two out of three. 
Um, the first one was extra innings. Went 13 innings, Kentucky wins. Uh, Tyler Guilfoyle comes in and throws you know, six innings of excellent baseball to keep the Vols in check until Kentucky can get the walk off. Um, they win again in the second game, got delayed, carried it out. Um, when play resumed and they got that win, so the series was clinched. Uh, they dropped the series finale, but they were able to get two out of three uh, and put themselves back in a position to have a shot at the SEC tournament. The thing is, if, if they could play mediocre teams as well as they play against top-ranked teams, they wouldn't be in a position of having to worry about, are we going to be able to get get ourselves into the SEC tournament? They're playing this weekend at South Carolina, they lost the first game Friday, trying to right the ship and even the series uh, on Saturday and then put themselves in a position to win on Sunday if they win on Saturday. Series finale against Auburn. So you got five SEC games left right now. You come in off the Tennessee momentum. But can you maintain it? That's it's been so up and down all year. It's kind of why they're still – it's still dicey for them. But taking two out of three out of Tennessee puts you in a position to get yourself in, but don't – you know, take two steps forward and then take three or four steps back by undoing all that good at South Carolina that you just built up when you beat Tennessee. They didn't get the midweek game against UT Martin. That was the the midweek game after the Tennessee series. UT Martin was not able to get to Lexington. They had transportation issues. I think UT Martin just kind of said, look what they just did to UT we're not going to go up there. We're UT Martin. We're not. No, seriously, the UT Martin did have some transportation issues. We weren't able to get up there and play the game. Um, so they didn't get that. And now they uh, got to go on the road here at Columbia and try to bounce back against South Carolina. Hope they can even the series and then have a chance to win it and then do the same thing with Auburn and get themselves at least in the SEC tournament and have a shot for more postseason baseball after that. Um, We also had the news about um, Chris Rodriguez getting a DUI. We always talk about the good things, but we have to talk about the stuff that's not so great as well. So um, hopefully Chris can get that put behind him. There was also some stuff with his court date that made it look like he had missed the court date and there was a warrant out and a fine Apparently, there were some scheduling issues with the attorney, and the attorney um, didn't have the dates and things like that right. So it's not like C-Rod was just, uh, you know, skipping out on all that kind of stuff. It's like the warrant's been set aside. Attorney missed the court date because uh, of a mess up on scheduling in his office, and a new arraignment has been scheduled for next Friday, according to Matt Jones of KSR. Larry told Chris not to be at the hearing and made a mistake of scheduling the date. So you hate that you got the DUI. You know, you're definitely going to be running and you know maybe who knows what Stoops does leading up to the season with the first game or however that discipline is handled. But then when it looks like the court day was initially missed, you're like, oh, that's a real bad look. But got some scheduling stuff and maybe the attorney is the one that's dropping the ball. But if it all gets resolved and you know, can look to getting things back 
on the right track. And for y'all that have been listening to this podcast for a while, you know, C-Rod hopped on this podcast. Um, quiet, but very nice guy. Fun to talk to. Uh, 1,100 yards away from breaking Benny Snell's record. And look, we hadn't seen that record broken since Sonny Collins was here. And now it's about to be broken twice, potentially uh, in a couple years span there. So uh, hopefully that's all gets resolved and see Rod can kind of learn the lesson and move on. We'll see how it all plays out uh, going forward. Um, speaking of hooping, Ryan Howard is hooping. She's already living up to that number one overall pick status with the Atlanta Dream. They're 2-0. and She's making plays, hitting threes, doing it all like she did at Kentucky, playing defense, blocking shots. You know, these WNBA ladies are trying to take her off the dribble and go at the rookie. And, you know, she's saying, not so fast, my friend, blocking shots, shooting threes, getting Ws. Um, the Dream, no doubt, had to feel – Gratified and validated for you know, making their moves in the front office and making changes and trading up to select Ryan Howard with the first overall pick. And it's cool, again, that, she, you know, she's just a hop and a jump from home, being from that Cleveland, Tennessee, Chattanooga area to be right there in Atlanta, not far from home and already having an impact on the Atlanta dream season. I think I saw a stat where they had won 23 games total in the past couple of seasons. They already won two games starting off this year. So there's a lot of excitement down there for the Atlanta Dream. And we've saw if you know those who followed the NBA, you know, you saw going way back when David Robinson was a rookie with the Spurs, their win total, how dramatically uh, the improvement there from the win losses from the season before he got there to the season he came. I think the same thing with Tim Duncan. They won like 20 games and then they jump up to 50 or 60 wins. So it'll be interesting to see the Atlanta Dreams win-loss totals from last year and then what they do this year. Ryan keeps doing what she's doing and the improvement uh, in the record that looks like it's going to take place with her being down there with the Atlanta Dream. So congratulations to Ryan Howard. Flipping back to football, just talk about C-Rod, but also Will Levis been getting a lot of hype. Um as far as the mock drafts and drafts are concerned and things of that nature. One mock draft even had Will Levis going number one overall with the top pick. And it's, it's funny to see all the reaction from that. It's, you see a lot of skepticism. You see a lot of, oh, these people don't know what they're talking about. Who's, who's on drugs compiling this list? Um. We know, you know, Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud and all these guys have more hype and you know are going to be in the mix as well. Will Levis? Are we look, we as Kentucky fans follow it closer, closer, closer. Wow, and more, more invested in what Levis is doing. But it wouldn't be a surprise if he has a huge jump. Am I going to say he's going to go number one in the draft? No, but would it surprise us to see him? make a huge jump from what he did last year. And he was very solid last year. Last year was his first full season as a starter. We all know he didn't get much playing time uh, at Penn State. 
especially throwing the ball. Didn't do much as far as that goes. So that was his first full season as a starter. Uh, having Wondell helped. Wondell caught 100 passes. Josh Ali, when he was there, helped. Didn't have Keaton Upshaw. Had Justin Rigg. Had some nice players there. And had a very, very solid season throwing. Also showing that he can run and maneuver with his legs. Y'all heard me on this podcast a long time ago say I thought Will Levis could go and be Taysom Hill with a better arm already. We've seen him with the Saints, what he was able to do after Drew Brees wasn't playing there. I thought Levis could already do that. And he came in, worked with Liam Cohen, worked on the passing, became a better passer. Uh, Rich Gangarello was coming in and tweaking some things and, and just kind of building on what Liam Cohen did in his season here. Uh, again, coming in from the NFL. And Levis is going to have um, more guys to distribute the ball to. You get Keaton Upshaw back. Um, you got the receivers transferring in, Robinson and Brown. Um, so it's, it's, you know, the young fella, Dane Key, is doing his thing. So a lot of guys in the mix to build on what happened last year. Like I said, last year was his first full season as a starter. So now go into year two and don't let things kind of, slow down for Will Levis. You know, after you get some experience and, you know, the game slows down, don't let that happen for Will Levis. The possibility for him to do big things is real. He really could jump up and have a really good season, you know, based on what he did last year. I'm not going to put that pressure on him and say he's going to go number one in the draft, but a lot of those people who are skeptical, I think they still just see what Kentucky has been for years and years. Ah, uh, this dude goes to Kentucky. Ah, he ain't. Uh, what's he going to do? Because he's not out of Alabama or an Ohio State or, you know, Georgia or Florida. He's still at Kentucky. And a lot of people outside of Kentucky still just don't see that they've gradually built themselves into a football team that is maintaining a high level of play, even though you lose players to the NFL. That's where they are now. You know, two 10 win seasons in four years. It's not like they went nine and three when Josh Allen and Benny Snell were there and then went two and 10 and three and nine and then jumped up and won nine again. No, they've been consistently solid in maintaining, consistently solidly producing guys to go get drafted or sign free agent deals with NFL teams. Well, that if, even if they're not drafted, this has been happening for a while. So, I think a lot of people will be surprised when Will Levis follows up last year with another really, really good season. And if he plays himself into the first round, he definitely will. He definitely has that potential. Uh, we'll all find out here in a few weeks. But uh, from that respect standpoint, it's just cool to see Kentucky get talked about in a positive light. Uh, I was on Dick Gabriel's show Thursday night, a Big Blue Insider on WLAP in Lexington. It was 6.30 a.m., it's fun when Kentucky's on their way to winning nine and ten games and you you flip on a fine bomb or uh McElroy, Mac and Q, you know, Ray McElroy, Coke Kublick, you know, Marcus Spears, all the talking heads. Kentucky's being talked about every day in a good way. With the Georgias, with the Alabamas. In those conversations, Texas A&M, instead of being at the bottom, being an afterthought like they've been for such a long time, it's cool to see them getting that respect, 
nationally because that's what, that's what Stoops and his staff have done. They put themselves in a position to be talked about in a positive way on a daily basis, year in and year out. And so a lot of people scoffing and just laughing and dismissively saying, yeah, well, Will Levis, man, it's crazy. They'll be surprised once the dust settles and he has put in another good season and they didn't really kind of see it coming. Um, so cool stuff. Let's flip back to women's basketball. I'm just going from football to basketball to women's basketball to baseball. I'm just jumping around a little bit, but y'all, y'all follow along with me. I'm trying not to, you know, just veer around too crazily, but we have, uh, some more transfer portal news. Coach Kyra Elsie is doing her thing in the transfer portal. You know, we saw the Cats win the SEC uh, tournament championship. Um, so I'm go to the NCAA tournament, and you know they they got bounced by Princeton. Didn't have a long run like they'd hoped. And we saw quite a few players transfer out of the program. And a lot of people were getting alarmed. A lot of people were wondering, oh, goodness, oh, we've all these departures. And um, we've now seen Coach Elsie go about the business of revamping the roster. The uh, latest addition is Maddie Shear, who is from Kentucky, had went and played her college basketball at Oregon. She entered the transfer portal and is back. Uh, to play for Kentucky, and I'm gonna go. Maybe, maybe it's uh, maybe it's Wandell Robinson esque. You know, Wandell went to Nebraska out there for a couple of years, comes back to Kentucky, plays great. Maddie, who is from Ryle High School up there in Northern Kentucky, shout out to my guy Aaron Huff, friend of Cast Talk Wednesday podcast. Uh, Maddie went to Oregon, and now she is back. Uh, she was Miss Basketball in the state of Kentucky in 2020. And Mark Story, the Lexington Herald leader, had a, a cool tweet. Uh, said the UK had not signed a Kentucky Miss Basketball since Bell County, uh, son, uh, Bell County, Macy Morris, daughter of Lewis Morris, fellow Harlan Countyan from where I grew up at. Uh, Macy was Miss Basketball in 2015. That was the last Kentucky Miss basketball to sign with Kentucky. And now Kyra Elsie has signed two in this recruiting cycle. Maddie Scher, who won in 2020, and then Amaya Jenkins from Anderson County was the 2022 Miss basketball this year. So we're getting two Miss basketballs from the state of Kentucky coming into the fold this season for Coach Kyra Elsie. So good to see her revamping the roster. A lot of people were wondering and worried, but uh, let's see how it plays out. Let's see how she uh, goes about building her program. Uh, Maddie comes in. She will join Anaya Russell, who transferred to Kentucky from South Carolina. Uh, AJ Petty from LSU also transfers to Kentucky. And Adabola Adabaye, who transfers to Kentucky from Buffalo. Uh, So now... The roster is complete, and we also know that um, Cassidy Rowe, friend of this podcast uh, from Shelby Valley, is going to be on the team as well. Looking forward to seeing what she does there um, and seeing how the Lady Cats play this upcoming season. So lots of news happening on that front, and 
be anxious to see how it all plays out for Kentucky women's basketball. Also, got to tell y'all about our friends at La Terrain. Talked about them last week with Todd Lanter. Talk about them every single week, no matter what you got going on. Formal, casual. Get your accessories. Get your band. Pick whatever kind of watch you like. Go to LaTerrain.com. L-A-T-O-U-R-A-I-N-E.com. Holler at Dave and Ben. Put your question in the chat. Dave will answer it directly. Dave has been on this podcast talking about the wonderful product, lots of rain, and what you get and how they take care of you. And you can definitely know you've made a wonderful purchase. They hook Todd Lanter up for the Derby. They can hook you up for whatever you want to go to as well. You got a graduation coming up. You got weddings coming up. Lots of rain has got you. Go in there and pick out the style you like. Subnautica, the Atlas, the Voyager. Pick out whatever you want. Accessories, men, ladies, lots of rain has got you. We also have one more thing coming up too. The uh, UK men's tennis team is in the postseason and they are playing Wake Forest at two o'clock this afternoon uh, in a spot in Champaign. Illinois is on the line. This is the NCAA Super Regional. So hopefully UK men's tennis can handle business and survive in advance. That's what you do when it's tournament time. Across the board, no matter the sport, survive in advance. Hopefully they handle business against Wake Forest today. Appreciate y'all taking the time to listen. As always, go straight to the site, believe.com, B-L-E-A-V.com. And get each and every ep- each and every episode. If I could talk today, Lord, each and every episode of Believe in Kentucky, there or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Castbox, wherever you get your podcast. And please, you know, put the five stars there if you like. If you want to leave a comment about what you think, feel free to do all that. Definitely appreciate it. And also check out our friends at Seal Blue, Jason Markham and Company put the episodes up on their site as well. We definitely, definitely appreciate it. So until next time, hope everybody has a good weekend. Keep up with the cats. Stay bleeding blue. We'll talk to y'all next time on Believing Kentucky. See y'all later, BBN. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube